This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom. Righteously American. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I am totally blessed to be here today and to also be righteously American, as he said. I'm turning my main mix down a little bit. Um, we did some testing yesterday. As you guys will remember, yesterday I announced with, that we have joined um, LifeZet TV, which is launching next week. And so I just gave you guys a little quick preview, just telling you that you can go to LifeZet.com and enjoy the content there. And then after that, you're going to be able to enjoy um, the TV offerings, which will be this live stream and a live stream from Carl Higby. And um, let's see. Who else? Wayne Dupree, um, Drew Berquist, some of the best people, guys. Um, Rob Maness, you're going to love these people who are on there. It's going to be a really fun site for you to visit and also to get the live stream. Um, and then I also want to just say that um, I guess it's time for me to let the cat out of the bag. I'm also joining Sirius as one of their permanent fill-in hosts. So, so excited about that. Um, finally got all of my employment stuff done so that I could go on with them and this just means I'll get to fill in for their hosts and a lot of their hosts are my friends and so they've been you know kind of anxiously awaiting as I have been the opportunity for me to come on over there so that's going to be pretty fantastic so what's on the show today I'm glad you asked we are going to be talking about Planned Parenthood announcing a 45 million dollar campaign to flip the senate uh, remember, they get four hundred or five hundred and forty million in taxpayer funds. So, how's that fair? We are also going to be talking about the bluff impeachment, not real impeachment. It's a bluff. It's really just a mechanism by which they can do whatever they want, and the president's calling them out on it. And some people are saying this is going to become a constitutional crisis. You know what? Yeah, no, it's not going to be a constitutional crisis because in order for there to be a crisis. Uh, well, everybody on both sides has to agree that the Constitution matters. And if you agree that the Constitution matters, then you wouldn't be doing a fake impeachment, a faux impeachment. Maybe that's what we should be calling it. And then we're going to launch into right now is Joe Biden or um, what are we what, are, what is our nickname for Joe Biden? I think we're calling him quid pro Joe because not only his son, his son got some of the money. Um, his son got a lot of money. But the dad was like, you ain't getting more than me. And he got a lot of money. Joe Biden did. So let's let's first just dig into that. And a lot of different places are reporting on this. So all y'all haters can just shut it. Zip your pie holes. We're not making this stuff up. Your guy's dirty. He's 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 paid in the shade. The reason he's rich is because he has never met a, a person who said, let me grease your palm. And he said, no, he's never said no before. So um, he was paid nine hundred thousand. $900,000. So let's just stop there for one second. Joe Biden, who claims to be a man of the people, a guy who claims that he told his wife, if you ever hear a bump in the night and I'm, I'm not in town, you can just go out on the front porch and fire off a shotgun to scare off the bad guys. The same guy who tries to act like sniffing women's hair and hugging them from behind, women all the way down to nine-year-old girls, by the way, that that's all cool. The same guy that he's uh, Barack Obama's cool, older, white 
best friend, the same guy who likes to invoke Barack Obama's name, like um, the same way that we we say Jesus, you know, and, and not as an expletive or taking the Lord's name in vain. But when we're when we're afraid, we call in the name of the Lord. That's the way Joe Biden calls on Barack Obama's name. This dude. He accepted nine hundred K nine hundred thousand dollars now. Can we just stop for a second, all of us regular people out here in regular land, you know, all of us who we either mow our own grass or we pay somebody to mow it and it's a budget item. It's like something that we actually know we have to pay and we budget for it. It's not like there's so much money laying around that we just throw some money at the the lawn boy. It's someone who runs his own business and if he mows our lawn for us, it's an expenditure, right? Uh, You know, we may have someone help with the house every now and again, or maybe you have someone who does a spring cleaning for you. But for the most of us, all the windows that get wiped, all the cleaning that gets done, it's done by our own two little old mitts or the mitts of all the family members who sit around the table for dinner are the same ones washing the windows down, wiping walls down, mopping, doing the spring cleaning, doing the everyday cleaning, the week cleaning, washing our own laundry, drying it. You know, if at most we probably use a dry cleaner. And you know what? That's I'm I'm happy to live that way. I'm happy to live that way. I have no problem with my station in life. This isn't about me being jealous of anybody. God forbid. I don't have any of that living in me. And the reason is because I believe that the Lord ordains the steps of every man. So these steps that I'm walking in are the ones God laid out for me. And I'm good with it. Now, that being said, Joe Biden... This is not a man who drives himself around unless he's driving his fun weekend car. He's not a man of the people. Not anymore. Not after 40 years in Washington. You don't breathe that rarefied air and be basically a paid lobbyist for your own self without some of that changing who you are. So he talks a good game. He can get behind the microphone and adopt a black dialect and tell black people they're going to put y'all back in chains. He knows how to flip the race card with skill and accuracy. He's so good at it, he can cut you with it from 50 feet away. You want to get cut by the race card? Ask Joe Biden. He knows how to do it. $900,000. What would you do if you had $900,000? If someone said, hey, your name is, let me take somebody to the chat, Wendy Miles. Hey, Wendy Miles, I got $900,000 for you if you can introduce me to the lady who does your hair. Well, I'm sure Wendy would be like, well, this sounds illegal, but tell me more. Because I know I would. I'd be like, why would you want to pay me $900,000? We know this is too good to be true. No, and There's nobody over here in, in my neighborhood, let alone in this these four walls, that's famous enough to warrant a payment of $900,000. But then again, my name's not Joe Biden, right? So this company paid Joe Biden 900000 for lobbying activities, the Burisma Group, the same company that hired his son to be on their board and sit there and do nothing while they were speaking in Ukrainian so they could pay him $83,000 a month. Now, again, I go back to that regular everyday experience. I go back to what would we do if we had $900,000 to just play with, you know, not no one's changed their work. No one has gotten a new job. No one's there's nothing new in the situation except now there's nine hundred thousand dollars on my desk right here or on the kitchen table. And me and my husband are sitting there and we've got the laptops open and we've pulled up our situation. Well, I could tell you I'd, I'd pay some stuff off. I tithe. I would, you know, I, I, I don't even have the real capacity to think about that pay, you know, pay off the kids tuition for, for college and everything. I mean, 
everyone who is literally on a budget and lives within a certain means, when you say 900 grand, it's just shy of a million dollars. Now, Putin is right. There are a lot of millionaires in America. There are a lot of people in this country who just, they have it like that. They've earned it. Their parents earned it and they inherited it. Whatever the case might be, America is replete. You know, with the, the land flows with milk, honey, cows, livestock, beautiful grass, guns, and millionaires. That, that You can find all that here. Churches on every corner, Bibles in every house, and millionaires in every city, in every, you know, we have that going on. But for most Americans, 90% of us or so, that's not our situation. And we're not angry about it. We are not jealous. We just want to know how it is that he can make 900 grand and sit around and use expletives to talk about how he told the leader of a foreign government to fire somebody. And if they didn't do it, they weren't going to get a billion dollars in aid from America. And we're still supposed to see him as this regular Joe. I can tell you I don't. And for all of the garbage they've talked about President Trump, can we just go into that for a second? All the trash they've talked about President Trump because he's rich, because his family is rich, because his children are rich, because he only marries tall, thin women. <laughs> I mean, it's just They've never had anything good to say about him, mainly because he's rich and successful. But Joe Biden is also rich. I don't know how successful he is. I mean, he sounds like he's a class A grifter. But as far as just like earning it in a way that we can understand, because I don't know about you, but I don't understand how lobbyists become millionaires, except that people pay them to make other people do what they want. And somehow that's legal. So I'm supposed to respect Joe Biden, the lobbyist, more than I respect a businessman who actually built stuff, changed stuff, made a city better for people to live in, hired contractors, helped people make their fortunes. He hired union and non-union. He hires, you know, the, the, the hotel maids all the way up to the CEO and managers and the people who run his golf courses. And I'm supposed to not respect that. I'm supposed to respect Joe Biden. So this is former U.S. President Joe Biden receiving 900000 for lobbying activities for, from Burisma Group. Ukraine's Verkovna Rada member Andriy Durkov said, citing investigation materials, Durkov publicized documents which, as he said, described the mechanism of getting money by Biden Sr. at a press conference at Interfax, Ukraine's press center in Kiev on Wednesday. This was the transfer of Burisma Group's funds for lobbying activities, as investigators believe, personally to Joe Biden through a lobbying company. Funds in the amount of 900000 were transferred to the U.S.-based company Rosemont Seneca Partners, which, according to open sources, in particular the New York Times, is affiliated with Biden. The payment reference was payment for consultative services. Now, just also, again, um, do what do we need to do? And everybody in the audience, you're with me. Do we need to write up a resume or like what what kind of documentation do we need to provide to also be on the list of people who get called for offering consultative services to foreign entities to the tune of 83,000 a month, I'll take it, 900,000 in a lump sum payment, I'll take it. I'll take 50,000 a month, which is what we thought that Hunter Biden made, I'll take that. Uh, $650,000 a year, which is what they paid Hillary Clinton to be basically a name on a piece of paper for NBC News. Uh, I'll take that. I mean, I I take a lot less. If you want me to go and sit and have lunch with people and convince them to do stuff you want, I can be very persuasive and I would do it for 30000 a month. I'd do it for 10000 a month. I mean, 
if it's just going to be a regular job of me having lunch with people, I'm already doing that. So why don't you just pay me? If you need me to make up a resume or launch a website, I mean, I can do it. I'm here for you. Oh, wait a second. They don't want me to do it because I'm just regular out here in the suburbs of St. Louis. I see. I see. I Okay, I thought I had an opportunity here, didn't you? Aren't you? Aren't you just now with you? You might be, <laughs> you might be at work with your head, with your with your headphones on your earbuds, and you're like typing. And you're like, wait a second, what'd she say? All we have to do is write up a resume. You're you're writing down what you think you need to do, <laughs> aren't you? You 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 and me, we're all of us are like, all we have to do is have lunch. I eat lunch. I'm good. <laughs> I'll do it. So if it's not for us regular folk to do, if us regular folk, look, I got people, look, here we go. Here's everybody out here. Uh, Debbie says she'll do it. Uh, Dion, oh, Dion says I get no respect. You right, Dion. I, I don't. Um, <laughs> you know, people in the in the, the chat here are just saying that they will also do it. And I'm with you. I'm I'm. Look, I tell you what, if anybody, here's, 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 the, here's the sales pitch. Anybody who finds this opportunity, wherever it might be, y'all go ahead on and, um, you know, email it or post it in the comments. I'll do the same. If anyone finds an opportunity for any of us regular Joes who drive our own cars, pump our own gas, buy our own groceries, clean our own houses, pick our own kids up from school. And if you have a nanny or someone who does that for you, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying you might want some of this too, because nannies can be expensive. You might want some of this 50,000, 83,000, whatever many tens of thousands a month, you know, because remember the median income for a family of four is in America is now up to 68,000. So that's good money. But um, we're talking about on a monthly, not 68,000 a year. We're talking about you getting that kind of money every month. Would that not be a game changer for you? I know it would be over here. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only way we can be happy, but it's what made Joe Biden happy. So why shouldn't you get a chance? Don't we deserve a crack at the Joe Biden version of the American dream where his family gets millions and millions of dollars. Jennifer says she's game. Yeah. Yeah. Heather says she's not too proud to be paid to eat. I'm with you, girl. We can eat together with that kind of money. Everybody in the chat could fly to the suburbs of St. Louis and I could take y'all to my favorite restaurant and we could sit there and then whoever it is that we have to be paid to lobby, we could bring that person in and we could take turns lobbying while we're eating. We could lobby him in unison or, or her or whoever it is. So Durkock, back to the story. Um, Durkock says he also he publicized subs of money transferred to two Burisma group representatives, including Joe Biden's son, Hunter. So Burisma paid no less than 16 and a half million to a bunch of different folk to include Devin Archer and Hunter Biden. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, just thinking through, I was thinking through, what would I do? I mean, I know there's some charities here in town that I would think, okay, we can finally write them a check, a real check, a, a check that is commensurate with how much we love the organization. Pro-life groups that are doing amazing work, we could write them a check. 
the prison ministries that minister to people who are coming out of prison to make sure they don't go back. They teach them the gospel. They get them into a Bible study. They house and clothe them and their kids until they're on their feet. They give them job training to make sure they never, ever have to go to prison again. And they do that all with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We could write them some checks. We could also maybe start that business that we've always dreamed of starting that we just don't have the capital to start right now. We could pay off the student loans and the other attendant bills, pay the house off so that we could be readily positioned to do even more giving, even more things that we want to do. Maybe take a trip. Come on. You guys know this year for us has been a no vacation year. I'd love to take a trip and not have to be so price conscious on where we're going to stay and what we're going to spend money on food on. And I'm not saying that because I'm ungrateful or I'm not happy. I'm saying $900,000 is more than most Americans at one single time. I'm not saying over the course of your lifetime. Obviously, if you work and you're a professional, you're going to surpass $900,000 over the course of your lifetime. But after Uncle Sam takes 30% and your local government takes almost 20%, you're definitely not seeing 900K. You're not getting 900K in your hand in one lump sum. Can you imagine sitting there and watching your bank account increase by $900,000 in one lump sum and you didn't do anything? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He did do something. Joe Biden ran for the Senate. He was a member of the House of Representatives. He's been sitting on his duffer in Washington, D.C., enriching himself for almost four decades. Oh, that's what he did for the 900K. Also, he got elected to the vice presidency. I'm sure that was a rigorous affair. He had to travel all over the country and lie an extra large lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking like that. Y'all know I'm, I'm a stickler for English, but when I'm going there, I'm, I'm, off, I'm off the reservation. So he's calling for the impeachment of the president of the United States, and that's his background. Now, remember, because I want to make sure you get this info, and don't forget, you can always go to listen.stacyontheright.com later, today after the show. It was, it was so fun talking about $900,000. Um, I went to my favorite boot website, and I was looking on there at the sale boots, and now I'm going to just exit right out of that because that was just thinking about nine hundred k, thinking about new boots, exited. I just clicked the X on that one. I'm not buying any new boots today because my name's not Joe Biden or Jenny Biden or Hunter Biden or any other Biden. Since I'm not getting paid for my last name, I'm buying no boots today. How about that? But I will just talk a little bit more about the absolutely insane amount of money that the, the Bidens were paid. So first of all, we don't hear anything about Green energy companies greasing the palms of people who support them. This was a fossil fuel type company, a natural gas company. Um, So Joe Biden should be immediately punished for going against the religious orthodoxy that he serves, which is climate change fanaticism. And uh, he should be given 100 spanks or smacks or, or hits with whatever leather thing or whatever they whatever they do to each other when they go off the reservation for climate so Durkock, who I was talking about before, publicized these documents at a press conference at Interfax Ukraine's press center on Wednesday. He says, this was a transfer of Burisma Group's funds for lobbying activities, as investigators believe, personally to Joe Biden through a lobbying company. The funds in the amount of 900000 were transferred to the U.S.-based company Rosemont Seneca Partners, which according to open sources in particular, the New York Times is affiliated with Biden. The payment reference was payment for consultative services. He also publicized sums that were transferred to Burisma Group representatives, in particular Hunter Biden, son of the former U.S. vice president. 
Now, according to the documents, Barisma paid no less than $16.5 million. Chairman of the Barisma Board of Independent Directors, Alan Apter, Barisma Independent Director, Devin Archer, and Hunter Biden, who joined the Barisma Board of Directors in 2014, were all recipients of this cash outlay. Using political and economic levelers of influencing Ukrainian authorities and manipulating the issue of providing financial aid to Ukraine, Joe Biden actively assisted closing criminal cases into the activity of former Ukrainian ecology minister Mykola Zlokhevsky, who is the founder and owner of Burisma Group. Now, you might be wondering, how did Joe Biden facilitate this? Well, he had the use of Air Force, too. But let's 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 go on. Don't don't take it my word for it. Here it is. Biden's fifth visit to Kiev on December 7th through 8th of 2015, his fifth visit, as in five, was devoted to making a decision on the resignation of then Ukrainian prosecutor general Viktor Shokin over the case of Zlokhevsky and Burisma. Loan guarantees worth one billion that the United States was to give to the Ukraine was the point of pressure. Biden himself admitted exerting pressure in his speech to the Council of Foreign Relations in January of 2018. He called Shokin a son of a bee who was fired. He was bragging about it to the Council of Foreign Relations. And this isn't one of those um, 47% Mitt Romney comments where a tracker was sent in with a button cam or a tracker came in under the guise of being a supporter and it's a private meeting and, you know, it's kind of off the cuff comments because it's completely off the record and no media are permitted to be inside. This is Joe Biden on a huge stage sitting there, you know, laid back in the cut in his chair looking cool bragging about getting a prosecutor fired in a foreign country to a huge group in an audience with cameras, the big ones, not the little cell phone cameras that we, you know, new media types use, big, huge professional cameras that someone who's been hulking those things for years, they're strong in their shoulders and stuff because the camera weighs 30 pounds. And if it's not on a tripod, they have it on their shoulder and they're working for a news media organization and the the organization they're working for is emblazoned on the side of the camera. It was a media free event, open event. I shouldn't say free, an open media event, Council on Foreign Relations, not their closed door session, an open session where he knew the cameras were rolling and he was just up there exerting all the braggadocio he could muster up. This guy wants to be your president. He says, after the decree... Dismissing Shokin was published on April 3rd of 2016. The governments of the United States and Ukraine signed a loan guarantee agreement worth $1 billion several months later on June 3rd. So I think we're pretty clear that this was the actual quid pro quo. (laughs) quid pro quo this is the actual quid pro quo this is what they're accusing the president of doing only they're guilty of it how many times have I said scratch a scandal find a democrat how many times have I said if they accuse you of doing it they're the ones who are guilty of doing it it's like someone who walks up to you in at the grocery store and says you know if you're a man um so how many times a week do you beat your wife and you're like what I've never hit anyone 
and you're confused. That's President Trump right now. He's like, I haven't actually asked anybody to do anything and then gotten money from them. What are you guys talking about? And they're like, Joe Biden, don't tell anybody. Well, it's too late. Joe Biden already told on himself, which is part of the reason why the Democratic insiders, they understand his popularity, but they don't like working with him because he's a wild card. He's off script. Much in the same way that President Trump is off script a lot when he's on Twitter and things like that, only it works for President Trump most of the time, and it doesn't work for Joe Biden most of the time. Now, if you want to see some fun stuff, if you head over to Twitter, the president is putting out these commercials all the time. He has another one out that I saw this morning. It was right on Twitter, um, and he actually outlines a timeline of events with Joe Biden, and there, there's imagery, video of Joe Biden in it with a voiceover describing how he's the one who's doing all the bad stuff. Yeah. He's doing it. He's guilty. So Barisma Holdings is a Cyprus registered gas producing company holding assets in Ukraine. It is one of Ukraine's top three independent gas producers headquartered in KYIV. So I've been calling it Kiev. Zlokevsky is the founder and ultimate beneficiary owner of the company. So according to what we just hear, what, you know, what I just read to you, you can see that it's really not the president who has anything to be concerned about, except that they're going to try to fake him into being impeached just because they don't like him and they don't like the fact that he kicked the stuffing out of Hillary Clinton in 2016. And he's he's primed up to do it again in 2020. Not to Hillary, obviously, but to whoever, whatever nincompoop they stand up there who's ready to get kicked. Donald Trump's got his shoes cleaned off and he's been practicing his kicking leg and he's ready to do it again. So now let's talk about this whole impeachment thing. So first of all, nobody in the world, including you good listeners and watchers of the podcast, you're not supposed to be aware that this is nothing but a bluff. They know they don't have the votes. They know it is absolutely inconsequential to hold a vote on impeachment because the Senate's never going to do it. But that's not the point of this. Now, first of all, I saw this on the American Thinker today and I thought it was fascinating. The question is, what is impeachment really? Because I think some people, especially those on the left who they just get excited and start sweating, you know, behind their their neck every single time they think of President Trump being forcibly removed from office. It's all you got to do is say anything that has to do with him being removed. And they're all they're all worked up. They're like, yeah, because he's the devil. He's evil. He's mean. He's, you know, whatever he is, whatever their thing is that he is. He says mean things. Yeah. okay. so impeachment is simply a vote of no confidence. Now, here's an interesting point, and this is by Gary Gindler, and it is on the show links, show notes as well, uh, listen.stacyonright.com. It says, impeachment is simply a vote of no confidence. A vote of no confidence exists in many countries where there is a political separation of powers. In some countries, for example, the president has the right to dissolve parliament, which we've seen happen over in Great Britain quite a bit. They get into an argument, and the president will dissolve parliament, because in his mind, um, it, they're not able to work together. So he wants to kick those people out and get some people in who can work together to get things done. Now, they can call new parliamentary elections in places like Great Britain. And as a political counterbalance, the parliament can declare a vote of no confidence against the president. And that's how these governments are set up. 
But in America, the president cannot dissolve Congress under any circumstances because what we do here in this country is we vest the ultimate power in the citizen. So we say, yes, we have a Congress and, we, you know, they're they're there. The two houses of Congress, you have the House of Representatives and the Senate, and they are definitely um, individuals who are important. But ultimately, they're sent there by their citizens. And so if the citizens don't like them, it's not up to the president to say citizens don't like you. You're dismissed. It's up to the citizens to either recall them or not elect them the next time. See, the founders really thought the citizens knew better than any elected president would. They, that's that's what they believe. They believe that having elections two years for the House, six years for the Senate and four years for the president would make it so that Americans could give someone a try. And if they didn't like them, they could simply send someone new in their place the next time or in extreme measures, recall them. So the process of a no vote of confidence in the House of Representatives is called impeachment. In the Senate, it results in a trial. Now, after impeachment, what happens to the president? Well, unless he decides to resign, nothing. Now, I don't know what side of the bed you might have woken up on or what turnip truck just dropped you off. But if you think that President Trump is going to resign or he's not interested in running for a second term, you really did just get here. And it's my job to let you know you're wrong. God love you. You're wrong. Okay. so the last well-known example of this political maneuver, the impeachment process is a purely political maneuver. The president gets to stay on. And fulfill his duties. Again, he does not have to leave. He can stay on until the end of his term, knowing that the House of Representatives is unhappy with him. He can keep golfing, taking photo ops with his pretty wife, you know, visiting the cute grandkids, flying around on Air Force One, stopping off in Bedminster at the third or fourth residence. I don't know what number that is for him. He can go to Mar-a-Lago and entertain the Japanese president and his wife. He can keep doing everything he's been doing because the impeachment vote doesn't force him out of office. Remember Bill Clinton? He was impeached in 1998 but acquitted by the Senate and nothing happened. He kept living in the White House and going to work every single day. The second part of the no vote of confidence, which happens in the Senate, the trial that I mentioned earlier, is much closer to a real court proceeding. And it is much heavier of an event because it can result in the president being, you know, removed from office. There are lawyers, prosecutors, judges, prosecution witnesses and defense witnesses. And contrary to the House decision, the Senate's trial considers whether or not there was a violation of law by the president. If a violation of the law has occurred, the president could be ousted. So this is actually unusual to see the House of Representatives embroiled in an impeachment hysteria that's based solely upon rumors, to see them make an accusation against the president and the public, and then to see the president release the transcript of the item that they say this phone call is the reason why we should impeach you the president releases a transcript saying hey this is what was said take a look at it I'm good and they continue the hysteria this is unusual for us as a nation it points to where we are as a nation at the behest of Democrats now another point that has to be stressed here in a conversation such as this 
is that there was no vote in the House of Representatives to initiate the impeachment procedure. So that means the whole thing is a sham. It's a waste of your time and mine, and they should stop it. Like my mom always says, what else you got? (laughs) All right. After the break, we're going to launch into some other stuff. Talked about impeachment. I guess we get a check mark and a gold star for that for today. Um, Oh, and fix the flag. You guys, I had it hanging backwards. Okay. Back with more after this. Stay there. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, oh, I want to make sure that people knew, and I'll post, I'll cross post in a couple of days. Um, the, my latest op-ed is over at townhall.com and it is, it is an op-ed about, um, a solution to the border crisis with the kids coming over unaccompanied and all of that. It's at townhall.com. Just look for the link in my, um, Twitter feed. I'll tweet it out probably after the show because right now we have more stuff to talk about, more things that we need to go over here. Um, so let's we discussed Bluff Peachment. I mean, there's really nothing more that we can say about it except that it is garbage. Um, and so I wanted to dive into this Planned Parenthood story before we move on to, to a couple of other things I have for you. Um, Planned Parenthood announces forty-five million dollar campaign defeat to defeat Donald Trump. Now, this is not the only time they've done this, so this isn't something that we're going to get really worked up over, but we do know that they get a lot of taxpayer dollars, $548 million. It's It's one of those things, again, if you get blown away by nine hundred grand and the idea that Joe Biden got that in his hand for doing nothing and that some foreign entity paid him that and, that, and, and that's all legal, while he, was, while he was serving the people of the United States, then you're probably going to be pretty upset with uh, just, it's unbelievable that they get $548 million in taxpayer funding to abort babies. So last night, if you go to my Twitter feed, you can see the pictures of me. It was, of course, the same the same reliable folks, me, Bridget Van Means, um, Stephanie Rubach, um, just all, all of the, the Students for Life president uh, for the Midwest area, uh, Reagan Barklage, just... We were all there and we had a fantastic, we gave speeches, two minute speeches each. And we were on basically the new Planned Parenthood that they built, the 18,000 square foot one that they built just across the river in Illinois is built in such a way that like other Planned Parenthoods have a sidewalk that walk, that, that basically pedestrian foot traffic can walk by, but they built this one intentionally in an area where you don't walk to any of the businesses over there. You drive. And when you drive over, you go into their parking lot and you park. So they've made it so that we can't protest them without having to park on someone's property. So there is no just general parking in the area. You can't park on the street because it's a frontage road that basically it abuts a major highway. So all you have to do is you have to find a business that doesn't mind you parking there, get their permission, and then 
hike over, walking over a number of different businesses' parking lots or walking down that main frontage road on the grass. So that's what we did. We And there were hundreds of us there last night. And I'll just tell you sum- summarily what I said last night because it was just a couple of minutes that I spoke. Um, we know that they built that Planned Parenthood in Illinois because Illinois is very abortion-friendly because we, through the power of the Holy Spirit and God's good grace, have kicked the stuffing out of them over here in Missouri. They're so tired of battling us. They're so tired of looking out their window and seeing us out there praying and speaking to people as they drive into the parking lot. They are so sick to death of our presence that they're running to Illinois so that they can abort babies there unabated. And let me just tell you, last night we threw down the gauntlet. We're not going to put up with that. We're not going to allow them to act as if they can go to Illinois and operate without us still praying over them. Notice I said praying. They had, oh my goodness, the police presence last night was unbelievable. Not unbelievable, unbelievable. There were so many police cars. The media showed up in full force, but the police cars, you guys, the police cars, wow, there were so many of them. It's as if they thought we were coming there to, I don't know, bomb the place or set it on fire or something. We weren't. We came to pray. We had some speeches, very passionate. Um, and then we lit the candlelight vigil as it got dark. We prayed. That's it. We didn't leave any trash on the ground. We didn't leave anything on the ground. We took everything we brought with us and we went on back to where we were going. I mean, I just, again, so according to Planned Parenthood, their super PAC has announced a $45 million electoral campaign on Wednesday to defeat President Trump and Republicans in key Senate races. Now, the campaign will focus on Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. These states are must-wins for President Trump. Um, the campaign, which could exceed $45 because, you know, they got it like that, um, will tell voters there's a coordinated attack among Republicans in state legislatures, Congress, and the White House to overturn Roe v. Wade, which um, – the Hill calls a unique message. What's unique about that? They've been saying that for years. We do want to overturn Roe v. Wade and send the issue back to the states. So what? Okay. Um, a lot of different things here in the story. Um, they even go into the attack on the former president of Planned Parenthood, Leanna Wynn, and how she was treated when she was pregnant and called her unborn baby a baby instead of a fetus and actually acted as if she was happy about it and wanted to shift a lot of Planned Parenthood's focus to providing women's health care services to the women who are clients instead of strictly focusing on abortion to depoliticize the organization so that they could have a better reputation. Um, and they were like, nah, we ain't doing that today. I think that's how they talked when they said it too, guys. They were like that. That's how they, that's how they said it. So I, I find it par for the course that they're planning on lumping in a whole bunch of American tax dollars to fight half of the country and they can do whatever they want to do. You know what? Do what you're going to do. Do your worst Planned Parenthood. We're over here and we, we don't have $45 million. We, we pro-life activists, we're grassroots. We just have our cell phones to take pictures while we're there. And we have our, our little mouths, which, you know, mostly we fill our mouths with prayer and praise and worship and, you know, trying to help some of y'all come up from out of that horrible atmosphere that you're working in and that's it so uh yeah they they think they can crush us let them try they're going to have to come up against the army of the lord 
That's a that's where we are right now. We understand the battle. It's not with the people who actually work there. It's with the spirit and the dark forces of this age, the rulers and principalities of the air that are currently operating with impunity in these Planned Parenthoods across the country. That's what we're coming against. And we don't come empty handed or in our own might and strength. We come with the power and strength of the almighty. We come because he sent us. We only go where he sends and we're only coming on behalf of him to stop the enemy and the destroyer and to pluck those lives of those babies out of his hand. He comes to kill, steal and destroy. And Jesus comes to spread the truth and to save. That's all, you know, just in case anybody was wondering. Um, so a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of big talk, about the whole thing with the NBA players in China. And um, a lot of reporters are getting shut down and told they're not allowed to even discuss it. And I just want to say, again, fascism reigns, and these little reporters keep popping up. Um, Apparently, a journalist got shut down quick when she asked James Harden and Russell Westbrook if they would refrain from speaking out on political issues after the China debacle, which is more censorship. Now, Steph Curry was asked about it, And he dodged it, claiming he didn't understand enough about it to weigh in. Steph Curry says, in response to questions about the criticisms of the NBA over China, he says, quote, this situation, there's a huge weight and gravity to it. There's going to need to be some things to be sorted out. But I just don't know enough about Chinese history and how that's influenced modern society. Wow, what a deflection. Mr. Curry, who weighs in on everything else, who gets all social justice warriory when he's not spreading Bible verses and scripture. He's all on the left-hand side of the political spectrum. Talking about how he's not going to the White House and stuff like that. And now he doesn't know enough about Chinese culture. Here's all you need to know about Chinese culture to understand what's happening with Hong Kong. The Chinese are the communists. Enough said? You see what I'm saying? So the NBA in two separate clips, these are video clips, and I'll post this link in the in the description box as well so you can have this to, to watch for yourself later. Um, in two separate clips, confiscating signs that have to do with China, and one of them isn't even about the Hong Kong. John Schweppe was on Twitter, and he tweeted out this video. Our Google Uyghurs sign has been confiscated. Now, the Uyghurs are an oppressed minority group in China. They pra- they're, they're, they're Asians. They're Chinese people but they're of a different ethnicity than the majority of the billion plus Chinese. They also practice Islam. So in China, which is a communist regime, they also they, they hate the practice of Christianity, but they actually oppress and put their thumb down on the people who practice Islam. They've been rounding them up, putting them in concentration camps, um, harvesting their organs, killing them, putting them in work camps, separating them from their children. I mean, it's been brutal. And I've been reading about it. And again, I don't know why anybody in China would voluntarily continue to practice Islam. It's not even a real religion and they're getting persecuted for it. It's it's wrong to persecute them, but for goodness sakes, if you're going to get persecuted, do it for something that will actually get you somewhere in eternity, which is Christianity. That's the only way to go. Um, So then he also posted another video, John Schweppe did, of just had our free Hong Kong sign confiscated at Capital One Arena at the Wizard game 
against the Gangju Long Lions. So the Wizards are playing against a Chinese basketball team and they have a free Hong Kong sign in the stands and it got confiscated. I mean, I got to say, if they took my sign, I'd be like, you if you want this sign, give me the cost of my ticket back. I'm in America. This is not China. They, they would have to, they, they would be taking me out. It would be like one of those um, Trump rallies where the prote- protesters get all, they get wicked angry and then they get taken out forcibly. I would get taken out forcibly. I mean, if, if you're there to protest, if you're there to put a sign up and you paid for a ticket, what? Are, what? That's what I would say. What are you doing? What do you think you're doing taking my sign? I'm here. I paid for a ticket. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm sitting right here in this spot with this sign. If you don't like it, don't put a camera on it. How about that? And it's not so much the cameras only. It's also that the Chinese players would see it and get insulted. You guys, I've been guzzling water and my throat is still dry. I have no idea what's going on. I think it may be this weather. To be honest, I think it's the weather. So now that being said, do I agree with, um, what they're doing to the the Muslim minor, the minority in China, or I, I don't. I don't agree with any of that. And I don't agree with um, them taking the signs from Americans. I don't agree with the NBA kowtowing to the Chinese for a little bit of greenbacks. I don't agree with any of it. I think it's all part and parcel for the course, though. If you let liberals get in charge for long enough, they change the way people think about freedom and liberty. And when people change their minds about it, it becomes more vulnerable. That's That's the lesson to be learned here. Teach your children, have them read Animal Farm, teach your children what our freedoms are about, you know, and no offense, because y'all know I like to watch TV too, but cut the TV off, make sure your kids understand what it is that we have and what our freedoms are. Make sure they know that those things can only go away if we give them away, because we have the freedom. So the only way that we have less freedom is if we decide, hmm, me no likey, I don't like freedom. Now, how hideous is that, that anybody would say that they don't like freedom? It's hideous, but it's also what we're facing with um, the Democrats. They're teaching our children to hate freedom. They're teaching our children not to be knowledgeable about our civics and, and government, and et cetera. So, you know, I like making money, too. But there has to be a place where you're, you're like, I'm not going there. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not giving up my freedom. And I think if enough employees, look at the way the Google employees manage their company. The employees tell the executives what to do. And the employees are nincompoops. They're idiots. But they tell everybody else what to do. It's the NBA's responsibility. If they're doing something that is anti-freedom, it's the player's responsibility to say, no, sorry, you can't take signs from people in the stands. You can't tell people that paid for tickets that they can't, they have to abridge their their freedom of, of speech just by sitting in this arena, which by the way, tax increment financing and kickbacks are what funds these arenas. Remember, the arenas don't make any money for the cities that they're in. They make money for the NBA. The taxpayers are usually on the hook for the stadium for 25 or 30 years. And then by the time they pay it off, the stadium's already obsolete and they have to do it all over again. So you taxpayers are funding these buildings. You should be able to put up whatever sign you want while you're in there. This is still America. All right, y'all. God bless. Be back with you tomorrow.